Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fifth live edition of the Huskies on Tap podcast, live from Fatty's Pub and Grill. Over the course of this football season, I'll be hosting this podcast here with a variety of different guests making appearances on this show. If you're not able to make the show in person, it'll be available via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. My name is Brandon Suarez. I am a graduate sports management student here at NIU. I've covered the football team for about two and a half years. And I have the pleasure of sitting with Evan Buss today, Fatty's sponsored athlete, and John Champ, Fatty's sponsored athlete. So, Evan, we'll start with you, your hometown, uh, what year you are in school, your major, your position. I know it's a lot, but just to kind of get everyone situated who you are. Yeah, so I'm Evan Buss. I'm from Timberland, Wisconsin. I'm a sophomore in school. I'm majoring in mechanical engineering. I am, I play offensive tackle, and I'm number 60. And then John, for you? Um, I'm John Chairman. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a sophomore school guys. My major is business administration. I play offensive line, left guard. And uh, my number is 76. So am I with two backup fans right now? Yes, you are. Oh, no. You guys are probably going to beat us by the thousand this year. But Okay, so we'll start with that. You guys have a lot of history of O-line in Wisconsin, whether it be Wisconsin Badgers or Green Bay Packers. Who would you say would be like an idol that you had growing up on the offensive line? Well, I could pick someone, probably Joe Thomas. He went to um, the Wisconsin guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he went to like, rival high school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's this guy. I see you got Brookfield on the high school. Yeah, yeah, Brookfield. And then, Evan, for you, did you have someone who you like kind of grow? I mean, there's a really treasured history between pro and college players on the offensive line in Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, my, actually, my high school one was played in the NFL in Wisconsin as well. I'm Mike but I was woke up to him as a player, and then later years, David Bakhtiari, exactly that. I can put down here real quick. I know you've probably seen the videos of him at Fox Games. Oh, yeah. Fox Games are a lot of fun. I went to a few over the last year. I really said they know how to have a party. All right, so we'll start easy. We'll get into Eastern Michigan. You guys were able to win again this weekend, 27 to 20. But it wasn't easy. There was a huge rain delay. I think it was like two and a half, three hours. Playing in the Midwest, you may have had a rain delay like this before. Have you ever experienced that long of a rain delay? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I've experienced a few like lightning things about a half hour, but nothing, nothing like even stop the game. The only one that I've experienced was to stop the warm ups. Yeah. So this was totally new. So what would you guys say to do to stay locked in? Because two and a half hours, three hours, that's like a Lord of the Rings movie, bro. Like you could take a couple naps during that time. What were you guys doing that, during that time to stay focused? Uh, I mean, it was really hard, actually. So we couldn't stay focused and stay fucked up the entire two and a half hours. So by the end of it, we run out of energy. Yeah, totally out of energy. So we had to kind of stop the focus and start to focus at a few different times. Uh, we went in the indoor facility and did like a walk through just to kind of get our minds right. And then once we got the go ahead, kind of get the field again, we were going to go. And we ramped back up. You got back out there when Jay Dolph got that pick six, which you guys fired up. Are you level with anything like that? Whether it be like, I know you've probably had rain delays and lightning delays for two and a half, three hours, anything close to that? No, nothing like that. I've had like a, we had a game that had short last year, like a half time. Yeah. We've never had like a big delay like that. And you guys are both from Wisconsin. Did you guys ever play against each other in high school? 
No, we were different divisions, actually. Yeah. Who played at the Big Dog School? I do. Okay. What was the name of your high school? Uh, Kimberly High School. Kimberly, and then you went to the uh, I feel like, so I played semi-pro for a while. We played at a couple schools um, out that way, but they, for whatever reason, uh, it's not coming to my head. But I've played a lot of football in Wisconsin. It's a great football state. And then you guys know you hop over the border, you start fresh here in DeKalb. What led you to committing uh, to NIE and were there other schools involved in your recruiting process? So I had a couple like small like two offers and stuff like that. And then, so this was and then I went to camp here. It was like the end of my camp. So it was like the big dog camp, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I, I came to camp one weekend and then I didn't get offered. And then they asked if I would come back the next weekend because we had some commit, they had some commits that were committed here coming. Um, so I came back the next weekend again and that's good. You stuck to it. Now you're here, and you guys are able to be on what we're going to say is going to be a successful team this year and in the very near future. And I think the coolest part about it is you got here on the ground level. Coach Andrew talks about a lot about like buying the dip, you know, buying the dip of the team, and it's like. You guys are seeing in real time the turnaround happening week in and week out with the results. Evan, for you, what led you to committing to NIU to play your college football? Were there other schools involved in your recruitment? Uh, yeah, overall, I just chose NIU because it was really the closest school to me that I had offered from, um, which I really liked location. And then I had a few other schools, uh, some of my schools, some SCS offers. But overall, I liked NIU. It's got that it's got that small town feel, and you know when the team's doing well, which I wish it was all the time. The fans, and I'm not talking about the team always doing well. I'm talking about the fans being behind us all the time. A little tough with the rain today, but I think the people that were there on Saturday were making enough noise. But let's talk about the game. So John, we'll start with you. Do you have like a singular favorite play from this weekend that you can? If you had to pick like number one for the top ten, what would you pick? It would have to be Jim Dolphin's set. I don't know, but it's pick six. Yeah. Yeah, but it's pick six. It was really first great play. It was fun to watch. And it's a guy too that really just starting to get his opportunity. So to see him make that type of play, it's gotta be really good. Yeah, yeah I just want to watch it. It's a great play, it's awesome. The one play I missed, I was like scanning Twitter, like trying to find it, because I I had to leave for a little bit. I went home, I watched my other team the other day and just get absolutely pumped. And then I was just like, okay, we're going to go back and I use up 10. This can't go wrong. And then I'm like, hearing the crowd like, roar before I even get back. And then someone texted me like, Jane, go and fix it. So that's Adam, do you have uh, like a favorite play other than that one or was that the, the number one? For this uh, uh, that was definitely a really cool play for sure. Um, there are a few plays offensively that's my favorite that I like, but personally, my favorite was. We kind of offensive line standpoint, which we had a personal back with a seven offensive lineman. So we ran on a fourth down, which was like a fourth and two, and we gained six yards off of it. And so that was super cool. Was super I didn't have the, uh, the press box, we always found there in the, in the tent, but I made enough noise for you guys. But I'm going to have to go back and look at that play because I love big formations, because you know you're going to run the ball. It's like, are you going to stop me? Was it a handoff to like Clint? I'm assuming it probably yeah, was, yeah, right? Was. Okay. We'll get into on the offensive line, who would be best to take a handoff a little bit later. But from an offensive line standpoint, I know it may not be the most glamorous position, but I noticed things. And again, this week, the offensive line put together 
another quality performance that catapults the rush game to over 200 yards. What does it feel like to have, first of all, stable backs that can, you know, take care of what they need to take care of after you make the plays, but to have a unit that's firing on all cylinders like you guys already know? Uh, it's actually a lot of fun. Um, like, compared to last year, you can see like, a change that we've had. We've gotten a lot bigger, a lot stronger. Uh, we're getting on combos that are moving a defensive lineman, but our backs are really something special. We've got a lot of depth. Um, as you saw in the game, Harry went down, and then uh, AD came in the game and gave us 100 plus yards, and that was incredible. But one guy goes down, the other guy steps up, we're always ready to go. Yeah, it's that next man up mentality. You've got to be ready. you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I heard that in the press conference today from Coach Hammond. But for you, John, um, coming here to NIU and just like first year wasn't great, but this year you're really seeing hard work paying off. As like I said, you guys had another 200 yard, I wouldn't say rusher singular, but as a team between the few backs and then obviously Rockies always running, you had over 200 yards again on the ground. How does that feel? Yeah, that's great. I look like, uh, like I just love running the ball. And I think we're having a positive day. And it's just it's great. Yeah, we have so many great guys in the program. The coach has been incredible. Like, our online coach has done a great job. Like, developing you know, us and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I think it's great. Yeah, and I was going to say, I used to always ask, like, do you like to run the ball or pass the ball more? But I think the general consensus is 101%. It's like, yeah, I like to run the ball because. You're moving bodies, you're getting people out the way, and when you're in your pass block, and, you know, you're taking a step back. You're not unless Braden's got to pop out at the center position, but like a tackle position, you got to pop back, you got to take that kick step, so you're losing that advantage. Run game, you guys just running through people, but you talked a little bit about it. So, Ontario Brown, true freshman, 18 years old, was playing high school football last year. Gets his opportunity and he finishes the game with over 100 yards rushing. Talk about uh, maybe his skill set and what it was like to see that in real time in a real game. Uh, it's super cool, actually. So he's, I mean, you see his build, he's muscular and super big. Uh, he's built like a tank, really. Um, but coming out of high school, you could tell he was a good kid. And then getting on campus, he was super fast, uh, elusive, had good eyes. And he ran incredibly hard, which is what we're looking for. So it seems that I'm always there and make something out of nothing to That's the one, like, theme of every running back in that room is they just don't give up on runs. And I'm assuming having a head coach that was a former D1 running back in the damn good one that helps the class. Uh, but John, for you, what have you seen from Ontario so far in spring camp and then obviously with the 100 yard performance this past weekend? Yeah, I think AB's been doing a great job. He's been working real hard ever since he got here, I think. And, um, I think he's a mature kid for how old he is. And I think he's doing a great job. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, uh, number three rankings don't really hold too much water. He's still going to come here and play, but I think he might be the highest. Uh, Rated kid to commit to NIU. I'd have to double check that. But he's got to be up there, yeah. All right, so now that we've talked a little bit about the positives, was there any negatives that you guys can take away after looking at film from this past weekend? Things that you guys can improve on going into Toledo? Well, uh, I think we just got to eliminate turnovers. We haven't had a game this year where we had a turn ball. And it's not every, it's not just guys who throw plenty of it's everybody, it's all line, it's receivers, it's on the um, I, I, think, I think if we can eliminate that, we'll have a great, great game. Uh, 
then Ellen, for you, anything you'd like to see cleaned up before you go to that ugly glass ball stadium in the middle of Ohio? Um, I mean, there's always things to clean up. You always see the film. Uh, just kind of schemes, working to the correct guy, working on the correct linebacker, getting on the correct double. Um, but there's really nothing incredibly major that has not been in the picks. As a team, we need to take too much time from a pretty decent ball. I think once we get these small things corrected, then we'll truly be wrong with the team. And you guys are proving people wrong, but you're also proving yourselves right, most importantly. And I think it's, it's one of the most rewarding things as a sports fan where it's like, yeah, last year really sucked. Didn't leave, not leaving, coming back this year, going to be here for every game, and you guys are constantly going to get football. Uh, so what does the homecoming victory mean to you? Uh, obviously, you were here last year. You didn't get any victories last year. So was the Georgia Tech victory your first win game? Yeah, I love it. So, uh, so we'll start with that one. Then. So what did that first win mean, and then what did the homecoming win mean? Uh, the first win was great ground looks. fun to see. Especially against the opponent that we beat the Taliban team, but just like all the hard work that we've done in the whole season of on stage, just cracking the dogs, and then to come out and win that first game was truly magical. So that really meant a lot. And then this homecoming game is, I mean, it's really my first homecoming here at NIU. And uh, I mean, that was incredibly special as well. Like, you're able to be uh, close enough to get some family in town, too, right? Oh, yeah. I had uh, parents, siblings, girlfriend, everyone came down. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, it's good to be here. Good to be the first conference win of the year. They got their first dose of matching weather in the flesh, although you know, Wisconsin doesn't have the best weather in the world. But for some reason, whenever you guys play in that stadium right there, Mother Nature never wants to agree with us. It's the wildest thing. But John, for you, uh, what did the homecoming victory mean to you? And then also, was the, the Georgia Tech, was that your first win or were you, was your winner in 2019? No, yeah, I'm the same year as, uh, I thought for some reason you were one year old. Yeah, so Georgia Tech, my first run, that was, that was great. Yeah, the homecoming was great. I appreciate every win now, because last year was so tough, and it's so much better than the years. I, I just thought it was great. It was my first match. Like, um, I just thought it was great. If it makes you guys feel any better, my dad was my baseball coach one time, and we were like 0 and 18. So, that, you know, baseball, there's more games, obviously, a lot more chances to win. We just couldn't find a way to win a game. So, it is what it is. And I also said, too, like, I saw uh, it as last week. I have an even bigger something in the state of Michigan, and I just got absolutely dismantled playing out there. But, we're going to get into this one because I think this is the most important one. You look at the improvements that this team has made. Everyone has their opinions on it, but I like to get the players' opinions to see where you guys think you got better from last year to this year. John, what do you think the biggest difference is on the team this year as opposed to last year? Um, I definitely think it's our own. I think it's like our young kids have like matured a lot. Like kids in my grade, we see young guys like playing and stuff. And I think that we matured a lot, like the way that we go to work every day. I think we have a lot more smoother practices, and I think it's because of our maturity as a team. And then, Evan, for you, what would you say is like the biggest improvement for you guys as a whole team? Uh, I would definitely say we have a lot more confidence this year. Yeah. Um, playing with it. Yeah. I mean, 0-6, you know, it breaks our confidence a lot. Uh, but now we're winning games, and people are starting to see their true potential as players here and their true college potential, which is 
quite exciting. And we take a conference throughout How much uh, how much weight have you guys gained since you got here, and how much have your like numbers and weight room Because obviously it's a different nutrition program. You're eating uh, more unhealthier stuff, I guess you would say, and then you're obviously throwing around crazy stuff in the weight room with the boys. Uh, yeah. So uh, when I first showed up, I was about I want to say like 290 295 So this weekend, rivalry game, it's homecoming for Toledo. What would you guys say, uh, Evan, we'll start with you. What do we need to do offensively to come away with a win on Saturday? Because it's another high-powered offense. I know you guys can't control that. But offensively, what can you control and need to do this week? I would say really just solidify our schemes. Um, they should come out in a lot of different looks defensively, like different number of guys up front on the D-line, number of linebackers, they probably line up. Um, but they're smaller than a lot of teams that play, like weight and size-wise. Uh, so I think once we get our schemes down, we get a man on the man, a two-man on the man, that we will really be able to move down and get the ball over. Is it a 4 2 5 again this week? I don't even know if you can really call that. What do you call it? It's, it's really... Like the, the number of different folks that come out in here. Oh, they're multiple. Yeah, they switched around. I just remember last week they were talking about like getting four consecutive 4-2-5. So that's the number one offense we know how to go against. But yeah, you guys you guys know what you're going out there. I trust you guys. A couple years back, so the year before you guys got here, have you seen the video of their defensive end just absolutely like smashing our quarterback? Make sure to get two bodies on him on Saturday. Make sure that as always, you guys do a very good job of doing it, but protect Rocky, protect those backs, make sure that everyone gets back on that bus the same way they can. So obviously, you guys haven't had the chance to get back to that conference wins, okay? So first opportunity to get back to that conference wins, first opportunity to have three game win streaks in 2019. What would both of those things mean to you? Uh, that would be really incredible. Um, you can see all the hard work they have, you see what we want, uh, the chance to go towards the night championship. Uh, two wins on the development conference really means a lot to him and I. Yeah, my vacation of the year is like resting on the development championship. I'm going to find a way to get there. And as long as you guys don't play in the Bahamas Bowl, which I just flat out can't afford because I'm a student, I'll try and find a way to get there no matter what. But, John, for you, uh, what would you say? First chance to get back to that conference wins and then first chance to go on three game and should go that in. And then all right, so this is the, this is one that I have for you. So 
What level of confidence are you guys playing with knowing that Coach Hammond found a year of eligibility for me right now and start me off and I could get about 100 yards on the ground? I think we're pretty confident with that. You know, I think that we could, uh, I think we could run well for anybody. I think the Lions did a great job. And I think we had a lot of weird, crazy games from coaches and such. And Is there any other backs that we might end up having to come out and play and you know will be a good player when we get there? Like the P team guys, maybe? Yeah, so we have um, Mason Blake, Mark Motherfresh, and we got scholarship this, this summer. He's, yeah, he's been doing a great job. Um, Aaron Collins played a lot of football last year. He's a great, he's a really good running back. Jay Dunker is my age. He's, he's been fantastic too. He was like the Nebraska player of the year. Yeah, the right? Indian player, yeah. yeah. Bright future in that running back room, and then too, it's like the people that are going to be blocking for them, bright future as well. It's, good. it's a good tandem. Uh, but what would you say the level of confidence that you guys are playing with up front? Uh, just considering like a couple just a couple games this year, no sacks allowed, and then and there are the other way over 200 yards in the ground. Uh, yeah, you can see there's confidence improving um, really like play by play and game by game. Um, each win, each zero game sack, increase confidence. Uh, as well as play by play, like you, you move your man off the line, you can see the confidence grow, and like the fact that like we just feel like we totally can move on there. We will be able to run the play better. And it comes with like you guys said, the growth of the team, the maturity of the team, also the chemistry because you guys had another year together. You guys both got to play, you guys both got to play during the COVID year. What would you say benefits like there were that you get an extra year? No loss of eligibility, and you can just throw it out of your college. As far as like the extra year of eligibility for the COVID, like what advantages do you think that gives you guys as a team? Uh, especially since we were a young team last year, um, we get all the experience that we need to. Um, so we know, you know, know it's different COVID year, but we get the game day experience. We know what the schedule is like, and we get the feeling of what other opponents are like, not just our own defense. Yeah, and I think, like, even though I'm not, like, a huge moral victory, like, guys, there was a lot of progress that you could even see from, like, week one against Buffalo to the end of the season. So, now we're seeing the wins, we're seeing you guys finish these games, so it's great to see. But I'm going to go to you on this one, John. So, can we get, we'll go full O-line. Can we get, like, a pancake prediction from the guys up front this week? Like, a number, maybe? For everyone? Like, yeah, like, as a, as a group. Yeah, as a group. See, I don't even know how many are told this is Logan or uh, they were telling me that Logan is like the most most pancake guy, like he gets the most pancake. Yeah, we had him for seven against yeah. May. I think what game was that? I think it was May and so you know, just flatlining people. Yeah, he's a great player, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a great kid too. He's another Wisconsin guy as well. Yeah, he's from Spencer. Yeah. Did you guys either of you guys get to play against him? Did you guys like know him or did you guys know each other before yeah. coming down here? No, I don't think so. No, 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 no. I was going to say Wisconsin's a big state, honestly, for my bad. But, all right, so final thoughts. Do you have uh, any final thoughts ahead of this weekend? Obviously, not a home game, but there will be like an away game watch party here for the people from Fatties uh, to get together and watch you guys. And from what I've seen, you have a pretty big group here of supporters for you. Yeah, just uh, come watch the game. I think it'll be great. You know, the support that we get from that is just our fans. I think it's incredible. We just appreciate so much. And it helps us go on for a while. And then, Evan, for you, any final thoughts ahead of this weekend's game? And then, obviously, we'll have a nice watch party here for you guys this weekend as well. 
Goals you have for this season? I don't know. Um, I could tell you two or two for you too. Uh, yeah, so I would say probably my biggest goal is just go and have fun. Um, I think that, that kind of leads its way for everything else. Uh, I mean, it would be super cool to get more playing time, get some accolades, and that football response, football wise. Um, other goals, secret uh, grades for school-wise. And how are you adjusting to your first like semester in the camp or on campus, not like staring at a computer screen for three hours a day? You like it a little bit better? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot easier to pay attention when you're in person than it is on yeah, nothing sneaks away from you. Like I know a lot of times last semester, like at the beginning of COVID, like if you're not regularly in class, sometimes you forget about things. But top three goals for this season, and how have you been liking your first like in-person class semester at NIU? So for goals, I probably win a bowl game. I think that would be great. That would be awesome. Um, I just continue to see the field now. Make sure I'm still coming. So, and then probably get my grades up to you know, start dragons. I think he's going to be sure. Yeah, and then real quick, what would you say is your favorite meal here at Fangs? Because I know you guys get to come here like once a week, it might be like five times now, right? So, you've been here quite a few times. Sometimes I'm just so like just order old faithful, like get the same thing every time, but there's so many different things here. Have you tried a few different things yet? Yeah, I've had the, yeah. I've had a few of the burgers. I've had the ribeye steak sandwich, is probably my favorite. Really yeah, it's really good. I had the, uh, the Wayne's Gretzky, that was good. I had that last week. Yeah. Yeah, they got a couple of the fan favorites. I know Brayden really likes that one. Last week, Logan got me to, uh, to try the text note, and that thing was insane. I love that. And then, you can't go wrong with like the half fries, half potato salad. You get a little bit of both because it's like it's really not potato salad. Like it's just like it's tater tots with like a really good sauce, and I really like it. Like it's the best thing. But Evan, for you, you guys have had a chance to come here for some meals with the team. What's your favorite meal so far? Uh, I've tried a lot of things on the menu. Uh, I think I've tried good. Uh, like John said, the ribeye steak sandwich is really good, but for sure my go-to is probably the fatty melts. Um, yeah, it's just like fatty mouth, fatty mouth. It just sounds so perfect. Like it rolls off the tongue the right way. So let's talk about first year of NIL. What does it mean to you to have you know a sponsor in this this unprecedented time, this new time of college football? Uh, it's really really cool. Um, something coming to college, I thought would never really be possible with you know the ending of. Uh, and I don't even say I don't think there is an establishment in this area that may be like more NIU. You see all the jerseys, like the Michael Turner jersey, there's a holiday one, there's jerseys all over the place. 
what does it mean to you, John, and just now your second year in college to be able to have an NIL deal? It's great. You know, I think I we appreciate that so much because y'all do like you know, they didn't have they didn't have to do something like this and I think it's just great for us. I think it's great for them like show support for the team and they're they're always they always show some great support for us and I really appreciate it. And then on the topic of the team, so this year Coach Hamick is really busy in the transfer portal. Uh, talk about the impact that guys like Rocky Lombardi and Clint Rackovich have had on the team in their first year, uh, just fresh out of the transfer portal. Yeah, Rocky has brought so much to us that we didn't have last year. Like, just the without even the football leadership aspect, he's a great guy to have in the locker room. He's a great leader, he's a great guy. And then um, just there's not many better quarterbacks in the conference, I think. Mean, just he has so much talent. Yeah, I think he's a really good leader too, and he's hard to bring down. Like, I know we don't want him to be like scrambling and trucking people, but like he's a hard tackle, and uh, he had back-to-back weeks where he had a 45-yarder and a 60-yarder. So it's like, if your quarterback can do that and he can throw the football, like you definitely have a bright future. And you, you guys can create a nice, clean pocket around him, so no one can even get his jersey dirty. But Evan, for you. Let's talk a little bit about you guys' favorite NFL team. So, do you think the Packers have what it takes to maybe get to Super Bowl this year? I mean, I'll always back the Packers. Yeah, obviously. I'll always back the Packers. Uh, we'll see where the season takes us. We had a rough start in there. Um, it's a weird game, block yeah. time, crazy stuff. For sure. But, yeah, I'm always going to back the Always going to back the Packers. I, uh, I usually make the business decision of drafting Aaron Rodgers in fantasy, so like I have to root for that every year. I almost drafted Aaron Jones, and I'm like, one. One is enough. I can't be a Packer guy. But for you, John, how do you think the Packers will, will fare uh, in the NFC and just overall in the NFL? I feel like it's kind of wide open this year. I'm hoping for not losing in the NFC Championship again, but... Aaron Rodgers special. Yeah, hopefully they can pull through this year. I think they're a good team. They pretty much was a good team, but yeah. Hopefully they can take the next step. I think they can make it to that team. I'll have to uh, to go on do not disturb because I think every week almost we've had a Packer fan. Like I know JJ's a big Packer guy. I know last week Logan said he's not a huge Packer guy, but if he's rooting for someone, it's going to be the Packers and. Honestly, actually, really excited and happy to know that like all of our linemen are from Wisconsin because that's probably like the best. Is it the best lineman state? Can we say that? I'd have to say, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we're allowed to be a little bit biased over here. I can, you know, I can, I can let it slide. But yeah, if you look at just like the treasured history of Wisconsin, just players like the people that played for the Packers, people that played on the Badgers, people that were born in the state and that are now playing at different institutions and with different teams. It's a good state to play football in. Did you guys, Raider, be lucky enough to get a state title when you were in high school? Uh, yeah, both of us were, actually. Different divisions, too, so there was, like... All right, so we'll start with you, Evan. What was your, like, uh, your playoff run like, and then what was, the, what was like, the final score on the team you beat? Um, so my freshman, sophomore year, I played the state titles. Uh, freshman year, I was just... Kind of on the team as yeah. a freshman brought um, and that was a victory over Sun Prairie. Uh, I don't remember the squad top of my head, but super cool, super cool experience. And then sophomore year was. Uh, so, won so many championships, you forgot who you beat. 
Yeah, it was uh, just another really great day. Another good win. Uh, it's fun. And then both my junior and senior year, we made some decent playoffs. Right. But they ended short. Yeah, I'm short. Sure. I feel like you guys are going to get a man time before you guys see it. John, for you, what was, uh, did you, were you lucky enough to get two of them? I think it was just one. Yeah, so we were Division two. I won my freshman, we won my freshman year. Yeah. Okay. And then we won my senior year. We played one, two, three, one. Like, a win to win. You were probably like, after that freshman year, you were probably like, you know, I just need to get one more opportunity. And you can't write a better story than the last time you wore your Brookfield jersey, you know, you're running off the state title. Do they guys, do you guys play it at like Lambo or? Have you guys ever been to a game there? Yeah, I've been to a few. That, that's like all right, so like I had a lot of I had a lot of like fun just seeing like the, the facility that Michigan was, but like I really am a huge fan of all the different college stadiums and like Camp Randall was one of those yeah, ones that I wanted to visit. But looking I know it's been a short period of time, but would you say you have like a top three like memories so far as a husky? And they can be easy ones, they don't have to think too hard on. Probably number one would be George Tad. Okay. First one, first one, absolutely. Number two, I guess I'll always think about the game that I committed. And so absolutely. I was a Husky at that was probably a good deal. Number three. I can't really, I can't really go through You're good, you're good. Number three, when you win that championship, how long is it? And then, Evan, for you, do you have like the top three or a couple memories that you would say are your best memories here at Husky? Uh, but similar to John, probably uh, the wins will always be John memories. First three wins, first coffee memories, but then committing is always a big thing. Yeah. Uh, really just kind of going through the process of training, like first fall camp. I always hear stories of how hard it is in college and kind of stuff. But you got to make that adjustment. Getting through that, surviving that, thriving through that, it's always a good memory. All right, so we'll switch this next one here. So, over the last two seasons, it's been was it, 11 games, so almost the equivalent of a full season. Two stadiums that you've really enjoyed like playing at or just seeing, and then one that's on your future, and like a future schedule that you look forward to playing at. Uh, well, first stadium, Muskie Stadium, of course. First um, place to Oh yeah, third place to play a football game at. Um, second stadium we played at was probably George Tech from Michigan, and that's why I'm going to Michigan just because Big Ten, Big Ten fan here at the big house, really uh, cool stadium. And then our major roster. I know the notable ones, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I'd probably go yeah, um, that's in like 2024, right? Yeah, something like that. So you guys are in both class of 2021, right? Yeah. Just throw an extra year. Yeah. So you guys go to the league. Oh, you guys will see me like in the nose leagues, like up at the top with like a half cut like ND slash NIU jersey, just hoping everyone has a good time. But that's my second team, and uh, you guys are playing a lot better football this year. And I'm like, I'm way more proud to be a Husky than an uh, Irish fan right now, but it is what it is. Uh, it's the it's the beautiful part about sports, you know, you get up for the hope and the hope of having a good team. And I think a lot of the chatter going into this season was for you guys, there was a lot of hope. 
and now you're seeing the victories in real time. What would you say is the most like rewarding thing after a win? Like, you know, obviously Coach Hammock is screaming at you. You get to see your family. Everyone's a lot nicer to you. What, what's the best part about like winning a football game at the college level? Uh, definitely the celebration locker room afterwards. Grocery um, parties, dancing around. Is that every time? Every win, yeah. Dancing around, throwing water. Just everyone's excited to be there. Everyone's excited to win. If I ever have like a party, I think Coach Jimmy has to be my DJ, right? Oh, yeah. And you'll get a lot of dubstep and a lot of some odd songs. But I get some songs every day. Yeah, it's all good. I've heard nothing but good uh, things about Coach Jimmy. And then they had that little video that dropped this morning where they were talking about who the funniest coach was. And I was dying because if they're like Coach Jackson, then I don't think he even realizes it. Some people were saying Hammond, some people were saying Coach Dan Jackson. And then, they got to coach Jimmy and they're like, yeah, he's funny and he doesn't even know it. But it seems like the great guy, he's like uh, the strength and conditioning coach, right? Yeah. So you got to be kind of a wild card. You got to be the like slap on your shoulder guy, the pumped up guy. Maybe Coach Hammock's holding that guy. Like a lot of different jobs for Coach Jimmy, but we're going to get into. So this is, a, we'll call it the call them out section of the show. So at the beginning of the season, the first few shows that we had, we had roommates on. You guys are a part of something bigger, a part of something better. You have an offensive line room, plenty of different characters to pick from. But we're going to go through O-line rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you a question. You just have a quick strike answer. So there'll be easy ones, but I'm going to start with the newest question all the way at the bottom. Evan, who fell asleep during the rainbow? I don't think anyone falls asleep during the rain. Who would be most likely to fall asleep during the rain? Uh, we had Seth Thompson there. Um, just he suited up and traveled with us, but I could definitely see him taking a little snooze in his locker. And then John P. Who would be most likely to fall asleep during like the rain delay that we had the other day? I could see Marcus Gross slumped over in his locker, just snoozing. Okay. So on the topic of lockers, who, in your opinion, would you say has the best locker? I heard that I was the uh, front runner for this one. But, uh, yeah. Defend yourself, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I keep stuff on my locker, but it's expensive stuff that I use. I can yeah. I can talk about this out there. Well, we got time. We got time. But, uh, <laughs> if you want to put me, that's fine. I would put my school away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The way I put it was. It's beautiful about us messy people because I'm also messy and it's like I know what everything is and may look messy to like the exterior and to other people but I know where all my stuff is we'll be there on time we're gonna find a way to figure it out but I'm not messy here we go here we go for you uh overall for me John but I would definitely have to say because Matt Scooby is next to me I was trying all of his his dirty sweaty beer like right next to my locker on the ground kind of in my space and I'm not a big fan of that. I'm a pretty clean guy, so let's get on keep this locker room clean, keep my area clean like exactly. So who would you say as an on the offensive line is the funniest person in the locker John Chan. Now, are you more of a joke skinner or are you more of like a prank skinner playing pranks? Or? No, I've had a couple pranks, but um, yeah, more or less, I'm just trying to say something funny most of the time. Good, like one liner guy, real quick with like a response most of the time. I, I'd say that was right. 
There we go. There we go. All right. So John on the offensive line, really cute save from Ethan Moss. It's got to be. It's got to be. I've heard you and I've heard Nolan Connors. So like, we'll find out in week seven when they have the eating contest. I don't know if it'll be like in Pookie the most amount of food, but it will seem the most talented. I think he's the quickest. Maybe most likely to win the hot dog contest. But who would you say? What do you the most if, if there was that like a hot dog eating contest for the team? Uh, out of the whole line, I would have to say Anthony Suba. So um, okay. he's he's the biggest guy in the old line for sure, and that man can put down some food. I'll tell you that. I'm gonna say you guys on the old line had a task last week, and those tackles from Eastern Michigan was 350 pounds. So seeing him up close in person, big guy, but. Okay, so on offensive line, we talked about it a little bit earlier. You got to be big, you got to be strong. In your opinion, who is the strongest person on the O line? Probably Logan. Logan Charles. Logan's pretty strong guy. Yeah. Okay. And then John, for you, who would you say is the strongest O line? It'd have to be Logan or. What are their like their best lifts? Are they like squat? Uh, what do they have you guys mostly do? Is it like a lot of like compound lifts? Squat, I can't. I can't give you number for those two. They're just like several plays on each side. Publicly treated things. Okay, there we go. All right, so John, this is another like call on our one, but who's most likely to be late to a team meeting? That's a good one. If I had to pick anyone to be like to the team meeting, I would pick Jack Wilkie, who's a freshman. He's my age. I'd have to, I'd have to take him. Evan, for you? Um, well, I'd have to go with uh, Brandon McKinnon, because he already showed up late to uh, one, one thing. And, uh, we know many old linemen show up late for the stuff. Yeah. We usually like the first people there. First one, first one out. Which is because he's already yeah. been waiting once. He's a true freshman this year, but he's on the list. I was going to say, John, this is the first time we've heard anyone other than, than uh, Zach Wilkin. He's been everyone's answer for who's going to be late this season, up until Brandon McKenzie. So now we have some, some, some uh, late company, but it's all good. You guys get on as a, I guess I wouldn't say like, Necessarily, best, but you've been here longer than them, so you guys know the process, you know the, uh, the schedule, and it's kind of rigorous. Like you guys have real long days. Uh, what would you say? Who would you say is the most competitive person to play? You guys are playing a video game, or you guys do softball. Who's the person that absolutely hates to lose? I don't know. I think I'm a pretty competitive person, but uh, if I were to go someone else. I guess you never want to go into a verbal argument with Logan because we'll always, we'll always find something dirty when I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, super annoying, but we'll always go to that next level. Tell him I said this last word, Logan. He always has the last word. Right? He does. There we go. John, can you move? Yeah, I'd have to take Logan. Uh, Most competitive. Uh, There's going to be a lot of Logan controllers. Yeah. 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 Who is uh, the best overall fan? Probably, probably Pete Nyberg. I was a freshman. He came last spring. Yeah. 
He's a small, he's a little smaller, he's like 290. I would say after he's like 290, but he's like real quick. He's real strong. Was he like a wrestler or did he play another sports? Like, that's interesting. Okay, I haven't heard that before. And your opinion, who would you say is the best football athlete of the bunch? I love that. Okay, so you, we can run with that. Is that Oh, no. Probably, probably not John, for sure. Probably not John. Okay. All right. So, who would make the best goal line package running? Fourth and one. We need a yard, and Coach Anik wants to go with the fridge pack. Who we putting in? I'd have to do a combination of size and speed. But I said Logan. He's got a small package than most people. Yeah. Plus, he's just a strong kid. He's actually a little bit speed more, so. I think you hit the A gap. He could get underneath me because he's not, he's not tall like you guys. You guys are tall. I know you're like 6'6". Six, six. Oh, you're 6'6 six, six as well, right? I am like... When my hair is like completely cut, I'm like 5'7". But I'm 5'8 today, and that's what we're going with. But who would you say is the best goal line package running back on the offensive line? I haven't thought of it for a long time. You have a couple carries in high school sitting here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like five carries. You could ask him about it. He gets I don't think he scored, but he did a pretty good job. I have to get that film in the coach hand next to All right, John, for you, who, uh, I know we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but from what you've seen, who gets the most pancakes on top? It's got to be I'm going to, like, since I'm watching from home this week, I'm going to just, like, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to try and keep it painting. They're not too, like, generous because they always follow the ball, so it'll be hard unless I look like the ball thing too, but from my view, I'll try and see how many I can get out there. And then, other than that, we're pretty much towards the end of the show. We... I want to thank everyone first and foremost for coming out. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to get out here. We've been talking here for about an hour today. Do you guys have any wrap up thoughts here before we wrap up the show here today? Not really, no. Uh, I expect to say, Bill Hoskins speaks later. Talk for you. I almost actually said it. Whoa, that would have been. Luckily, we're not on the national radio, but. For you, John, do you have any wrap up thoughts about this game or this week's game against you? Yeah, I got it. Hey, first and foremost, I want to thank you guys for taking time. It's a little bit more than a traditional interview. Usually, like a normal podcast, that's only like 15, 20 minutes. So it was good to get to know you guys. I'm excited to see you guys get opportunities to make plays out there on the field. And obviously, we always thank everyone for joining us here at the fifth live show of the Huskies on Tap podcast live from Fatty's Pub and Grove. Today, we were joined by Fatty-sponsored athletes Evan Buss and John Champ. A recorded version of the show will be available wherever you get your podcast in the morning. We will be back next Tuesday, October 12th at 6 p.m. for another live show with guests to be posted later this month. My name is Brandon Suarez, and my work can be followed, or my work can be found at Huskies on Tap on Twitter and Instagram, as well as ontapsportsnet.com. We appreciate you all for being here with us this evening and make sure to get out to Fabby's this weekend. 
for awaiting a watch party. Kickoff against Toledo is at 11 a.m. Come grab some, uh, some lunch, a couple of drinks, support the team, and then they'll be back the following week against Bowling Green. We got nothing else for you guys, and go yeah. I got dreams of living lavish in the kitchen whipping magic. I got dreams of living lavish in the Bye. kitchen whipping magic. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over, coming with it. They took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.